150 years of Children's National Hospital, 150 years of groundbreaking research, of exceptional healthcare for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Hello and welcome. Let me start off by saying I've missed you. It's been a couple weeks. How many weeks, Zach? You know, we had three weeks. We, we, we had Syracuse basketball. Holy moly, I've missed you. But I'm telling you, I'm here today. I'm with you, and I would love to have you call me. Zach and I are ready to take your questions. Hopefully, I'll get you pointed in the right direction. What a year we're having after the lousy year in 2018. A lot of reasons to be optimistic. A couple reasons to be maybe cautiously optimistic. But the long and short of it is, folks, we are in the longest stock market rally that we've ever experienced. Last week was the 10-year anniversary from the bottom. If you didn't get out, scared out of the markets, if your advisor wasn't like a deer on a highway with the headlights on them and zigged when they should have zagged, if you truly stayed invested, you're up 400% since the bottom of this market rally that started March 9th. 2009. Think about that, 400%. And I know, you know, a week ago the, the the markets were down, but this week they were up, and they were up pretty good. I mean, we're close to all-time highs. We're at the highest levels of 2019. We're only 4% off where we were back in September when the markets hit their all-time highs. And once again, if you didn't get scared out of the market, Remember, that volatility comes. There's a reason why I guarantee clients that they'll lose money. Because they will. It happens. It comes with the territory of investing. I'm not sure if you're going to lose money for a day, a week, a month, or a year like last year. But if you're invested, you're diversified, you have stocks in your portfolio, you're going to lose money. The key is you can't Get scared. You can't have any knee-jerk reactions. You can't listen to the bad news bears. And that's why I love doing this show. I can't can't begin to tell you how much I enjoy coming in week in, week out to be with you and help you and get you pointed in the right direction. And I know I I, I don't always give the answers that some people want to hear, especially when it comes to annuities. Anybody who's listened to the show for more than one show knows that I don't like annuities. I don't think they're good for investors. I'm, I'm, I'm very open-minded, but I just can't find too many reasons why anybody would want to buy an annuity with the high fees and the, and the, and the poor returns. It's, I, I just don't know, and I know that's upsetting to some investors, especially people that just sat down with their financial advisor that just sold them an annuity, making 6% commission, whistling Dixie, but it's not right for the investor. That's what I love about that Department of Labor fiduciary rule, which got 
sidelined. I've been a fiduciary since 93, which means all that I care about is what's right for my clients. So I'm going to stop there. I'm going to give out the phone numbers. I would love to have you call in any questions whatsoever. 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949. As I said, this is not the end of the bull market. Not yet. Not yet. We had a good week in the markets. Reasons to be optimistic. It looks as though the Fed won't be raising interest rates anytime too soon. Who knows what's going on? I'm so tired of talking about the U.S.-China trade war and Brexit back in the in, in the news. I'm, you know, you get tired of talking about it. All I can say is there's no surprises, right? It's built into um, or baked into the cake, let's say. So I think it's 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 built into the share prices. The stock market won't be surprised whatever happens because it's dragged on for so long. But unfortunately, it's 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 still the headline of the of of the day. You know, whenever whenever the president tweets at three in the morning, we we feel the ramifications of it. We just feel it. You know, whether it be a positive tweet or a negative tweet, we we feel it. So after you know, as I said a week ago, the markets were 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 off over two percent. The worst week of two thousand and nineteen. And this week, we came roaring back for the best week. The Dow up 398 points, up 1.6% to close at 25,849. S&P up 79, almost 80 points, 2.9% to close at 22,20. I'm sorry, 2823. NASDAQ up 280 points, almost 4% return to close at 7689. And I love that because, as you know, I'm overweight NASDAQ. It's one of our core positions. I like technology. I, 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 I think I'll always be overweight technology. There's no reason not to be. Technology is our future. I don't care if it's your phone, your tablet, your watch, soon your glasses. Technology is our future. And I don't want to miss all the great ways that technology changes our, our, our lives. So I'm guessing we're probably always going to be overweight technology, and I'm very comfortable with that. I know that technology, you know, when you think about the NASDAQ, a lot of people think of technology as measured by the NASDAQ because the NASDAQ has about 55 60% of its makeup in technology companies. It also has a pretty good weighting in biotechnology company. So it's a growth holding. It's one of our core holdings, NASDAQ. And as I said, to to have the volatility it comes it comes with the with the territory. You know, the last three months of, of 2018, October, November, right into Christmas Eve when the when the market bottomed, it wasn't pretty. And if you were invested in NASDAQ, you were actually in bear market territory. That means that from the high, the high for NASDAQ was August. From the high to the low, peak to trough, NASDAQ was down over 20%. And with um, another sector, the small cap sector, the Russell 2000 was down over 20%. The S&P from the high, I think the high was September 21st to the low on Christmas Eve. S&P, the broad stock market index, 
was was off 19%. Intraday, it literally almost touched 20%. It was almost considered a bear market. A bear market is when markets go from high to low, correct 20% or more. But it didn't happen. But it came real close. And here we are, you know, as, 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 as we sit here, the S&P 500 index is up almost 13%. 4% off the all-time high. We've recovered so much territory since Christmas Eve. NASDAQ up 16%. So yes, you lost more, but you also gained more. It's a it's a growth-oriented index, and that that's expected. When you're invested in NASDAQ, you're you're going to, you know, see some volatility that that will be greater than the broad stock market. And that's all right. I love NASDAQ. It's in every one of our clients' portfolios. Every single client, whether they're conservative or growth-oriented, NASDAQ is one of our core holdings. Truly, truly is. So when you look at the week, you know, as I said, NASDAQ up almost 4%, the S&P 3%. And when you think about how the week began, I mean, the the Boeing 737 Max 8. We we've heard it. The second Max 8 that that has crashed, and this one being in Ethiopia, 150 people. Tragic, tragic, tragic. It's just some of the headlines are just unnerving. The headline yesterday with the mosque in in um, New Zealand. It's your your head just why 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 why? So you know. Some are you know, obviously terrorist attacks and the thugs, the cowards, the the um, just, I, I can't even say it on air what, what I'm really thinking, um, or the accidents like Boeing. And we still don't know what happened with, with this airplane. It's a new airplane, and it sent tremors around the world. People did not want to fly it. There were two crashes. So that's how the week week began losing 150 you know just terrible terrible accident 150 lives and then you have president trump making comments once again about the trade talks with china and then we had some reports on the economy that were just kind of so-so you know the new york feds manufacturing index came in at about 3.8 in march and that was well below economists' forecast. They were looking for 10. So when 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 that comes in at 3.8, that's not good. February's industrial production up just one-tenth of a percent. So when you look at some of the fundamentals and you wonder, how could the market be up? Well, you know, the, 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 the market's forward-thinking. And even though some of these reports, some of these headlines aren't good, they're terrible, they're, they're emotional. The market's looking really forward-thinking, looking at the fundamentals and feels that there's, there's more upside. So, you know, the, the, the last time we saw the S&P 500 index at 28, um, you know, this level was, was October 9th. As I said, I think the all-time high was September 21st. So it was it was nice to have the highest level of the year. And who knows, going back to U.S. China, if 
if, if they fail to reach a trade deal, more than likely the stock market's going to take a hit. Expect it. Let's hope that's not the case. Two of the, remember, the U.S. has an economy, a GDP of $22 trillion. That's trillion with a T. China is at about $12 trillion. Japan is under 5 Germany, France, some other countries are under 4 the U.K. So as you can see, the United States and China are forces to be reckoned with. They truly are. And this is why it's such big headlines having this, this tit-for-tat between the U.S. and China, this trade war. And I, I, it can't come soon enough. I'm hoping we get a positive resolution. I think long-term, whether you like it or not, whether you like this president or not, he does stand up for our country. He doesn't want to see us taken on the chin. He may not have the best bedside manners to, to go about it, but, boy, he really does care about this country. And he has the, the courage to stand up for this country. As I said, maybe not as diplomatic as other presidents, but he puts us first. And with China, we need to come first. You can't have China continue to eat our lunch and all of a sudden be the number one economy. And believe me, China would love to be the number one economy. We can't let that happen. So we always have to stay on our game. So who knows what's going to happen there. Um, as I said, we had some, some weaker-than-expected economic data and some, some, some reasons why the markets should have sold, but they didn't. The markets went up this week, and that was a beautiful thing. 1-800-TALK-WGY. That's 1-800-825-5949. I'm going to take a 15-second break. The phone lines are open. Give us a call. Thank you for letting me wet my whistle. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. As I said, it's been a couple weeks since I've been with you, and it feels good to be back. So if you have any questions, give me a call. I'd love, I would love to talk to you. I truly, truly would. Any questions on your mind, if you're not sure about something that your advisor may be recommending, if, you know, going back to the annuities, I can't, I can't talk enough about why you shouldn't buy annuities. And unfortunately, a lot of registered representatives are selling them because they make a big, fat commission. But it's not always right for the investor buying them. You know, when, when there's better ways of investing your hard-earned money, why buy an annuity with all the fees that come with it? Remember, annuities have fees over 3%. When you get done with the, the internal fees of the mutual funds, that, that the annuity wraps around, the mortality and expense charges, you're stuck. Most annuities, you're stuck for seven years. You're, you, you can't get out without taking a, a severe hit. And I just, you know, when I think of our portfolios, our portfolios, our core positions start at 0.03%. Now think about that. Annuities are over 3% on average. Our portfolios are starting at 
0.03%. These are the fees that are embedded in the investments. Remember, every annuity, every mutual fund, every exchange-traded fund has fees, internal management fees. When you see the return, if the return is 10%, well, that's after these internal management fees. So think about it. If if you can be in a in a portfolio with an internal management fee of 0.03%, the annuity has to come in at 13% to be anywhere near net fees of, um, you know, because of, of the internal fees inside. And it's hard. Money managers can't outperform the markets that much. Mutual funds, the average fees are 1.2%. We don't use mutual funds often. We have one in our in our stable of funds now. It's a fixed income mutual fund, a short duration mutual fund where we're getting over a 3% dividend yield, or I should say interest yield. And we like the manager. He's out of San Francisco. We meet with him every year. We trust them with our clients' money in the fixed income arena. It's it's a fund that we've done well with. It doesn't come in the form of an ETF, so we buy it in the mutual fund, and that's okay. We it fits in our in our strategies, and as I said, we're getting a pretty good return with very short duration, which is what we want. The bond market, folks, right now is crazy. I mean. Th- th- you know, I always say the safest money in the country is the U.S. 10-year Treasury note. And right now, that's yielding under 2.6%, which means if you buy one of those bonds today, for the next 10 years, you will get 2.6% year in, year out. That may sound good, but remember, just back in November that same bond was yielding 3.25%. Think about that difference. Think about a year ago when that same bond was yielding under 1.4%. And this is where, and I hate to say it because I sound like a broken record, fixed income investors need to be patient. They need to be really careful about how they load up that conservative part of their portfolio and you can't chase yield i've had i've had people email me or call me and tell me about you know these investments that are yielding eight ten twelve percent and i remind them if the u.s 10-year treasury notes yielding 2.6 percent less than 2.6 percent as we sit here That means that if you get anything above 2.6%, there's risk. Now you have to dig into what risk are you taking to get more than 2.6%. So that zero short duration bond fund that we use is yielding over 3%, but we know we're getting good credit quality, good corporate exposure in order to get a little bit more yield than 2.6%. So we know the risk that's involved. But if you start chasing yield and you're getting 8, 10, 12%, you're either buying really junk, high-yield bonds or investments, some of these mortgage companies, there's a lot of risk that come 
with that. So you have to be careful. And when you think we're at the lowest levels of the year right now, it's funny, we're, the stock market's at the highest level of the year, and the yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury notes at the lowest level. But that means because there's an inverse relationship, folks. When the price of the bond goes down, the yield goes up. When the price of the bond goes up, the yield goes down. So if we're at the lowest level, that means that the price of the bond went up, which means that if you're a trader or a bond trader, you could have made money. But we're, um, we're looking at these interest rates, the lowest of the year. You know, once again, weakness throughout the manufacturing sector, um, added concerns about the U.S. economy this week so that that 10-year Treasury note, which, you know, a lot of interest rates, consumers, businesses, state, local governments, they, that's, that, that's a benchmark that when they borrow money, it comes into play. And it, it ended yesterday, the, the yield is 2.594%, under 2.6. Um, the... When, when, when you think just yesterday alone, you know, we had reports showing manufacturing output, factory orders, other measures of production were weaker than economists had forecast. The traders' expectations, that weaker growth and inflation that's kind of in check will keep the Federal Reserve from further interest rate increases this year. Another positive reason why we're invested in the stock market. I'm optimistic that the stock market still has room to grow. Yes, it's the longest-running rally ever, but that doesn't mean it has to come to an end. It doesn't. That's what investors have to realize, and it will come to an end. There will be a recession. I'm more optimistic now that the recession may not happen this year, maybe not even next year. There were some signals over the last few months that made me wonder if maybe at the end of the year or going into 2020 we could see a recession. But now I'm not so sure. And who knows? I don't have a crystal ball. Nobody knows. And usually by the time you realize you're in a recession, you're in the recession. It's like all of a sudden you wake up and say, oh, we've been in a recession for, you know, two months, three months, four months, whatever. But because the growth isn't there, the Federal Reserve, remember, one of the factors of the volatility of the last three months of 2018, the U.S.-China trade war, the looming government shutdown, and what would the Fed do with interest rates? Because as the economy started slowing down, as some of those red flags came up about potentially us seeing a recession, the Fed was supposed to hike rates three times in 2019. And then in December, they said, maybe not three, maybe two times. Well, Wall Street wanted to hear them say one. Now here we are. And the chances of them hiking rates at all is nil. And we may see a rate cut. That's all good news for the stock market, which is why you can't, you can't, think that you got to get out of stocks because we're in the longest running 
rally ever. It's a beautiful thing when you pay attention to the fundamentals. We're going to take a quick break for the news. 1-800-TALK-WGY. Give us a call. See you in two quick minutes. Hello. Thank you for holding in, hanging in through the news. Thank you for tuning in today. Ain't no place like a cowboy place. Ain't no time like a cowboy time. Ain't no way like the cowboy way. Have a cowboy kind of day. Yeah. Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's. Ain't no way you're going wrong. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Hey, I know you have choices, folks, but believe me, you can't believe how how it just makes me feel when, when strangers come up to me and say, I listened to your show. Thank you for pointing me in the right direction, for helping me out, for, you know, having me look at something differently. And I've been doing the show since 90, 1995. That's when I formally became a fiduciary. Before then, in the early 90s, I, I used to sell investments just like I was talking about on the first half of the show, selling annuities, selling mutual funds. I, I did not like working with clients in that manner. I did not like making 6% commission, 5% commission, 4% commission. I did not like the feel of the industry. And I knew I needed to, to search for a better way of working with clients. In 93, I realized that I could be a fiduciary. So I started winding down and formalized the Boucher Financial Group in 95. That's when I started doing the radio as well, acting as a fiduciary exclusively since then. We don't earn one penny of commission. I have absolutely no conflict of interest. All that matters is what's right for our clients. That's all I care about. And I continue to invest in our human capital. The, the spot that, that you just heard says we have nine professionals. We now have ten. I need to redo the spot. I just added another CPA, Stephen Cutting, to the team. Stephen brings a boatload of experience. He's a practicing CPA, used to head up some family office businesses, which means that we are, we are looking to help those high net worth individuals and families in a deeper, wider way than we, we can do so now. So I continue not only to invest in technology for our firm and our clients, but also human capital so that we can give the service that, that they deserve. When they engage our services, I tell them, I look them in the eye and I tell them I don't take it lightly. So I continue to keep investing heavily into my team. And when I find talent, I want them on my team, talent that I feel fits. So we have 10 professionals. Very few firms can say that. Sure, you can walk into a 
Merrill Lynch, Wells Fargo office thinking that you're doing business with a thousand representatives, but you're not. You're doing business usually with one broker. Maybe that broker has a partner and an administrative assistant, and that's all. That's all. You walk into our office, you're doing business with 10 professionals. One of the reasons why Charles Schwab has us in the top 3% of all wealth management firms in the country. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Mark and Latham. Hello, Mark. Hi, Steve. Listen, I missed your firm's number, Seven. What is it? Seven five eight or oh nine. for the office? Yeah. Seven two zero. Oh seven two zero two zero three 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 three. Okay, I I gummed it up. The reason I'm calling is uh, I've never called you before. Well, I've been waiting you're for in, you, so I'm glad you called in today. Historic Troy. Whereabouts are you in Troy? So I have a beautiful brownstone at the corner of 5th and Broadway in historic downtown Troy. I always say if it was 5th and Broadway, Mark, I always say if it was Manhattan. I'm coming coming from Latham through, uh, I'm taking the the bridge from Waterville into Troy. All right, so perfect. As soon as you come in. Where do I go? Where do I go? Yep, as soon as you come in. Unfortunately, Troy is made up of one-way streets. So right. what you have to do is, um, are you taking the Waterville Bridge or Green Island Bridge? No, Waterville. Waterville. So you're going to come in. You're going to go under the tunnel. You're going to take your first left. Left. Okay. You're going to go, yep, and you're going to go um, four blocks, take a right. Right. And then okay. you're going to take a quick right on Fifth Avenue. Okay. And then you're going to pull up right in front of our offices or pull into our courtyard if there's not a parking spot reserved for you there. And I would love to meet you. Can I park someplace around there? Yeah, the right in front week? of my office or in my courtyard. I have free and convenient parking. Okay. I'm Stephen, let me give you this quick. I'm 72 years old, going to be 73 in June. Two sons in their Middle 40s. Okay. Wife died. Wife died many years ago. Right now, I have some stock, and I have, uh, I'm in the Vanguard fund. All right. The the, uh, small cap institutional plus. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's up, it's up 13 or 16%, depending. Yep. My stock I I bought 40 years ago. It was Arizona Public Service. Now it's Pinnacle West. Okay. On the on the New York Stock Exchange. Yep. It's the utility, like uh, it was it National Grid here. It's the utility there, but they expanded and they have resort places in the desert and outside of Phoenix and Scottsdale, et cetera. I have no complaints with that. I'm not going to touch it because it's been up. Now it's uh, I've made $74, $75 in 40 years per share. I'm not going to touch it. All right. The only regret is I never – I took the dividends. I never reinvested them. Yep. That's my only regret. But I have more shares then. 
But anyway, um, I'm happy with the Vanguard low fees, very low fees. Yeah, we use a lot of Vanguard in our portfolios. Okay, I'm, I'm interested in uh, some of the same, you know, like uh, the five S and P five hundred or whatever. Yep. And Vanguard, or, or even Fidelity, for that matter. And then uh, some more stock. No annuities. I, I agree with you on the annuities. I have a friend who got into it and tried to convince me, and I wouldn't go. No, no, they're not good. No, I wouldn't go. I call a, I, I call a spade a spade. Not everybody agrees with me, but it is what it is. It so, is what it is. So call my office. I would love to have you come in. Right. And I thank right. you for your comments, and I look forward to meeting you. Yeah, I, I, like I'm saying, coming from Latham down Route 2 over to Waterville Bridge. Is it easier to come over to Green Mountain or to Green Island Bridge? It is. It is, because when you come over the Green Island Bridge, you literally, you just take your second right. That's Fifth Avenue, and you go a block and a half, and we're right there on the right. Okay, I'll consider that. All right, Mark. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you. Thank you for calling. Well, I listen to you every Saturday. I enjoy your show. First well, time calling. I, I truly appreciate it. Thank you. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Joshua in Schenectady. Hello, Joshua. Hey, Steve. How are you doing this I'm morning? I'm doing great. You know, every day I get out of bed, I always feel like a million dollars. You're on the right side of the dirt. I can appreciate Abs that. Absolutely. I um. I, I, I love life, so you never know when it's going to be taken away from you. So I'm doing good. How about you today? No complaints. I actually, we, my wife and I were just over at the uh, the Troy Farmer's Market indoor right across from over where your, where your offices are. We had a great time. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, Troy has really a great farmer's market. It, it it's, it's, un- yeah. it's really good. We were good. actually talking to one of the vendors. Apparently, there's that over a 10-year wait list right now of vendors trying to get into that. It's unbelievable. Wow. 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 So the reason, I'm calling, the reason I'm calling today is my wife and I are both 28. Um, we just got married uh, last September. Congratulations. You're still on your honeymoon? No, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we, it's, been a, it's been an interesting uh, seven months. Right after we got married, we actually bought a two-family home right there in Troy, uh, right near Hudson Valley Community College. So we're living in one of the units. We're renting out the other, which is saving us a butt ton of money. Um, but right now we're kind of at that fork in the road. We're both making pretty good incomes, and um, we are also staring down about $80,000 in student loans. Um, we, we obviously we bought the one rental property. Um, we have about five seven. Five to seven thousand dollars sitting in a, a index fund VTI, and where we're kind of at right now, and what I'm kind of looking just to get an extra, you know, perspective on is whether or not we kind of forego investing a little bit um, in either index funds or further in real estate, and just really focus predominantly on those student loans. They're at about five point one percent APR. They're the uh, the federal loans. Um, or obviously pay those off, but instead of doing, you know, like a two-year plan, which we're on right now, you know, very aggressive, stretching that out a couple more years, maybe four or five-year plan, 
and then that would then allow us to fund further fund our index funds and then where where we really want want to expand is further into real estate and i would just love to get your perspective yeah you know my heart goes out to you joshua because the 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 situation in this country why young people like yourself and your wife have to come out of college with these student loans is just crazy when so many i mean heck this week we found out people were buying their way into college right um but you know there's there's a couple things health care education that that i feel should be paid more attention to in this country and student loans you're you know it's like a mortgage payment for you so it's yeah. a tough if it's a tough call because eighty thousand dollars is a lot of money, Joshua, and you you know you're young enough where the investing money you you and your wife definitely want to take advantage of your pension plans at work, especially if there's a match, which means that if you have a four hundred one k or a pension plan where if you put in so much. The company will match it. That's free money. You don't want to leave that on the table. That's free, 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 and it's yours. So take advantage of that. You should you should try to pay down that debt, but not at the mercy of not investing any money either. It's almost a balancing act. And as I said, my yeah. as I sit here, my heart aches for you because there's so many people in your situation. And it's just, yeah. it just doesn't seem fair, but, um, you know, do your best to, to do both, but at least you and your wife need to take advantage of, of your pension plans at work. You got a taste of the real estate. I, from one, because I am not handy at all. I'm going to tell you a funny story. I had an electrician yeah. over at the house this week. I had a um, light that was out, make a long story short. It was the light bulbs. So I paid to have an electrician come. Um, and I did put new light bulbs in, but I put an LED bulb into an old fixture. And I didn't yeah. realize that not every, this this was a security light outside our home, not every um, old fixture will, will accept an LED bulb. They don't work. So it cost me a lot of money to figure that out. So I guess what I'm saying to you is I'm not handy. If you are, and you like the real estate, and you buy it right, or you buy a starter up where you can make some money, then it could be good to you. So you and your wife have some some decisions to make. Make them smart. Feel free to check back with me and you know get my opinion. But I think I've given you both enough to think about at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I every Saturday, I love, I've been listening to the show for the last three years. I love the input. I always get a little bummed out when uh, Syracuse basketball or whatever <laughs> takes over. You but, and I uh, both. But I, <laughs> what's nice is I, I have you guys. I have a you. You have a podcast. So I get to I listen to your shows all throughout the week. So we it's just we do a pleasure to get your insight. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up because I I, I don't bring it up enough. Uh, my son Ryan has has us connected we ha- we have a podcast we have youtube channel if you just google boucher financial group boucher financial group you're going to find a lot of good stuff out there a lot of good information our website we just uploaded recently our state of the economy presentation it's 
called the 2019 State of the Economy presentation. You go to our website, Boucher.com, go to Insights and Perspectives. Anybody who wants to learn anything about my team, how we work with clients, take a look at that um, State of the Economy presentation. It's, 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 it's amazing. So, well, yeah, the, the podcast goes all the way back to May of 2017. So most, most listeners, you know, they get you guys on Saturdays. I get to, I've listened to all of your shows many times. Again, it's just interesting to hear, you know, how over the years to hear how the different strategies and stuff like that. So it's a great resource. You're making me tear up, Joshua. I mean, don't, don't make me cry on air. I mean, I know I have yeah. a face for radio, but I'm, 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 I'm tearing up. Um, thank you for your comments. It means a lot. But, you know, I'm an open book. Anybody who's listened yeah. to our show since 95 probably made some pretty good money because I know we've made some pretty good money for our clients. And I'm, I, I, I'm very serious about this industry, about this business, about clients engaging my services. I invest into making sure we have the best possible team I could have to manage the money, do financial planning. Now we're doing tax planning, estate planning, family office-like stuff. Thank you for your comments. Yeah, keep up the great work. I'm a big fan, and uh, I love, I'll, I'll be listening to the show moving forward. Perfect. Thanks, Joshua. 1-800-BYE-BYE. 1-800-TALK-WGY, 1-800-825-5949. We have Chris in Vermont. Steve, how are you? Hey, my old friend Chris. Right. So, folks, if you're wondering how Chris is a friend of mine, I used to be on the Sunday nights for a long time, up until like five years ago. Sunday nights at 8 o'clock, and um, Chris was always one of our loyal listeners, called in often, Chris from from Vermont. So um, since we moved to Saturday, I don't get a lot of you, Chris. But, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm thinking when, when I just got done in the first half of the show talking about the 10-year anniversary of this rally, I remember 10 years ago, March 8th, telling the listening audience that because I raised cash when Lehman Brothers went out of business on September 15th, 2008, I started raising cash. And I put it all to work. I had clients. I, I had a client from from Manhattan with, um, you know, millions of dollars. And they would say, are we ready to invest? Are we ready to invest? I said, nope, not yet, not yet, not yet. And then I put it to work. Uh, the, the, literally the week before the market bottomed out, I didn't know the market was going to bottom out. But as I, and I remember vividly that night, and I said, I'm not sure how much more the market will go down. It might go down. Now, from October 2007 till March 9th of 2009, that was peak to trough, high to low. The market was off 50%. I said, it may go down another 5 10%, but I think there's more upside than downside. And little did I know, 13 hours later, the market bottomed out. And our clients made a lot of money, listeners, because I had a lot of people email me, made a lot of money. But I guess what I'm saying, Chris, is you were with me back then on, on those Sunday nights. Yes, it was. It was quite a time. Yeah. So how are you? What can I help you with today? I'm doing fine. Uh, market Link CDs, what's your opinion on them? Yeah, they're kind of a, uh, a um, gimmick to 
get you in where you know there's very little downside but your upside is is limited as well and it allows you to get better returns with a little risk as i said you're 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 um kind of insured we used to use them back in um god the last time i used them was you know probably 2003 2004 and i haven't really been wanting to get back into them since and it doesn't mean that they're not a good investment for some investors for that guarantee you know you're you're paying a price for it but it allows you to feel like you're in a stock market but you're really not in the stock market and it allows you to get little better returns but by being invested properly you could even get much better returns so um you know that's kind of the skinny on it. That's right. kind your, of your my thought. Your principle is always guaranteed. Yep, 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 yep. As I said, you're paying a price for limited upside, and um, you know, downside. There's, you know, each one is different. So I'm not sure which one you're looking at. Right. But. So you'd say that it's better than an annuity. Oh God, yes. I, 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 I don't like annuities, and I know there's probably some. I mean, there's friends of mine that sell them, and I debate them all the time. I say, don't you feel dirty selling annuities? Um, and I love these guys and gals, but um, I don't like annuities. So, yes, they're definitely better than annuities. <laughs> okay, that was really a great answer. I appreciate your, uh, as I say, input. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to call more often. As I said, you know, I'm here, there, everywhere, and I'm not computer uh, savvy, so... Yeah, well, we appreciate the loyalty, Chris. You've been you've been listening from the beginning, and I know that, and I I thank you for that. And I'll be giving you a call again in the future. All right, perfect, Chris. Steve, it's great to talk to you. Thanks. Have a good day. Thanks for touching in. Yeah, Chris has been around for a long time. I I, I have a lot of loyal listeners. I you know, just you know, it amazes me, and and that that makes me feel good. You know. Coming in here week in, week out, and I know there's 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 a week here or there where I may miss it because I'm out of town, or I know a couple of weeks ago Ryan did the show, and I sponsored the Double H, which is a great, great organization up in Lake George. I, I try to give back to the community as much as I can. I really do. I, Folks, I, I came from humble beginnings, and I don't take life for granted, and I don't take the the where I'm at in life for granted. And I try my best to give back as much as I can. Um, you know, I know we just, my family gave a, a room down at the Albany Med Children's Hospital, the Masri um, Family Children's Medical Emergency Department. And it was, it was a gift that made me feel really good. As I said, I hope your children or grandchildren don't need to go there. But if they need those services. That's one of the you you'd have to go to one of the big metropolitan cities to get anything close. And we have it right here, right, right in Albany, right at Albany Med. It's a separate, separate hospital for children. They're not they're not laying in a bed next to prisoners or thugs or sick people. They're 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 with other children. And I get strangers that are emailing me and sometimes people that I know saying, hey, Steve, I had to bring my child or grandchild down and, you know, we stayed in your room and it, it just makes me feel good. But 
couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, Ryan did the show because Double H, another great organization that helps children out, um, had a had a golf tournament down in Florida, and I sponsored it. I I, I went down, and not only did I sponsor, but I I won the fifty fifty, um, and it was a pretty substantial fifty fifty. So I brought Max up, the director of Double H, and I said, Max, I'm giving it right back to you, man. I'm giving it right back to you, and that makes me feel good. Giving back makes me feel good. I I can't begin to say giving back makes me feel good. I I work with CEO and Troy and the Unity House helping you know people that need help. That all makes me feel good. That's a little bit about who I am and what I do. Folks, we're coming up to the end of the show. I can't believe it. I hope you come back next week. Give us a call in the office. We have offices in Troy and Saratoga Springs. In the meantime, let's hope we have another good week. Bye. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.